Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of SCGC After Hours for HBO's The Last of Us. Uh, this is going to be the final one for this season. It's kind of crazy to think it's over already. It feels like it just started, but that's that's nine episodes in nine weeks. Um, so that this past week, we were just treated to the finale of season one uh, titled Look for the Light. Um, of course, it, it wraps up, uh, basically ties in nicely with the end of the game. It's only about 45 minutes long. Um but basically sees the the spring section of the game. So Joel and Ellie uh, more or less are arriving at the the hospital and, and kind of carrying through the conclusion of that. Uh, a lot of interesting additions to this, I guess, especially early on when we get some flashbacks. Uh, I It's kind of been a theme, I think, throughout the series as, you know, someone who's played the game through so many times. I don't know if I have uh, a lot to say. It was, again, another very straightforward episode. And I... I appreciate that it's such a faithful adaptation for people who will never play the game. Um, there was a nice making of feature at, that aired. It was about 30 minutes long after this. Um, and, and Neil and Craig kind of talked about it. Like, you know, our goal with this was there's people for all good intentions, all accessibility, who will just never pick up a controller. And largely this series is for them. And, you know, all our criticisms we had, uh, you know, mostly constructive throughout this, this podcast series. Um, a lot of it is very comparative. You know, of course, the game's going to do some things better, but at the end of the day, um, the series largely isn't for us. It's for people who who haven't got to experience the story yet, and now they they get to share it with us. And I think um, that's that's actually a really interesting thing that I've been thinking about because, like, it's not the same thing as like when a book adaptation comes out, mm-hmm. or um, and it's like we also just don't get too many like adaptations from one visual medium to another visual medium unless it's like going from animated to live action or something like that but even um, even then i feel so, like but yeah to but live it's just like it's like, yeah but it, it there's not really anything comparable where like people that wanted to pick up the original if they don't ha- like i mean even with all the accessibility features that were mm-hmm. added in part two and uh the re-release of part one um you know, it's still going to be a difficult game for people to play if they're not familiar with video games. It's not like they can just pick up and read the book. Yeah, well, like even like even Christine, my wife, like um, she just she can't play games. She gets dizzy and sick, like no matter basically every game, no matter what. And she can't manage the dual analog sticks like some people just can't play games. She's um, smart. And, and, you know, and of course, some, you know, of course, there's people who have uh, like, you know, issues with reading comprehension, things like that. I won't say everyone can read, but like largely, I think you know the major entertainment mediums so you think like music um like visual like tv movies and, and like books uh literature i think gaming is definitely in terms of cost you need a console that costs a few hundred dollars and then on top of that you need to buy the game like i mean you could just pick up a five dollar book from the bookstore right i think gaming to me seems to be the least accessible uh for a variety of reasons so i just wanted to preface that um with kind of that stuff before i'm I'm sure we get into like kind of a mix of like what it did well and not um but i guess i want to start with brit because i think brit you haven't been on for for a couple episodes now uh i think this is the first episode where we're actually like it's all members of the podcast on at once (laughs) i think so yeah yeah the last one all right guys we fucking did it we came together at the end Uh, i think i think we had i think we had all cast members for episode three no. Uh, well, Derek was on that one, but I think we were missing Britt on that jo- one. No, maybe. we uh, no. I was on three. John was okay. missing on three. Yeah, yeah, but but it was Sorry. it was all cast members for yeah, episode true. three. So I think that no, I think Sam that was and this one the Sam was with us on three. Was he? I yeah. thought it was. Yeah, he was oh. there. 
All right. Let us know in the comments. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let us know who's on what episode. Because <laughs> we don't fucking know what we're doing. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to start with Britt. Uh, your, your thoughts on the, I guess, the finale overall. Um, so I had an idea for um, the podcast, and you absolutely can tell me to fuck off. Um, so I obviously, I want to go over like how we feel the last episode did and then how the series as a whole did for the game. Um, I think that's a good like absolutely uh, t- talking point just to talk about mm-hmm. like, okay, now that we've seen the whole thing, how do mm-hmm. we feel as far as video game to uh, the screen adaptations go? But um, I will start off by saying that I think they did a really good job at making I'm just gonna jump right into it I think they did a really good job at making Joel's uh little mission to save Ellie really uncomfortable like it was in the game like you that's one thing you can't ever um like there's there's something different when you're playing that character that you played Mm -hmm. for hours and you're going through that scene and you're just fucking slaughtering people like you can't ever replicate that feeling to an an audience watching they're just never going to get it that way but i think they did a really good job at making it very uncomfortable um you know i think the the music really set the tone and um you know you're just watching it and you're just like yeah this doesn't feel good like even Mm -hmm. Like it just brought those uncomfortable feelings back. Well, um, um, I, I think I, not I was... to interrupt, but like there's one I think where he kills someone, um, or the guy on the ground. I think he surrenders and Joel just shoots him anyway. Basically, like yeah, right. It, it's it's just it's fucking hard to watch, and that's um. But yeah, I agree. Like I, we talk about all the time. There's things as a game in a medium. Like when you're in the room with the doctors and you like don't want to do anything, but like you kind of. Like that struggle, like, do I need to shoot them? Where, right. Whereas, like, that doesn't come into play in the in the show, right? Right. Um, but hundred percent, I agree with everything you said. I, I was really impressed with that scene because, like, I you know going through you know everything, I think they've done it a pretty decent job with a lot of the the broad strokes. Um, but like that scene, I was kind kind of worried for how they would ad- adapt it because. Me too. If, if you do it wrong, it just comes off as, like, this big heroic action scene. Exactly. Um, and that would have, I think, undermined everything the series was trying to do yeah. and how you're supposed to feel at the ending. But also, like, if they made it too gruesome and if they made it too uncomfortable, I think it would have leaned more into, like, a definitive Joel is a monster mm-hmm. take where you're supposed to not really have a definitive take on you- what he yeah. does. I mean, and I think they hit that balance perfectly. I, uh, just real quick, I just wanted to say, like, I think they did a good. They they strung that side of Joel throughout the entire series, right? Like mm-hmm. from the beginning, you know, the very first episodes, he shoots the neighbor, and his daughter's fucking terrified of him, right? And then, like, yeah. you know, you continue into the next episode where he's just ruthless and just doesn't give a fuck and it's like regardless of how he feels towards Ellie there's constant throwbacks and reminders to Joel's not a good person like you you have to remember that Joel did some bad shit so when this scene finally happened you know I've obviously we've all played the game but when it finally happened I think they did a really good job of setting him up to be that way so it wasn't a surprise or like wow this came from like out of nowhere it was just like okay like this is Joel's like he, he's clearly the, this, fighting against some shit with his real yeah. daughter um it's uncomfortable it but it doesn't insane. feel like 
out of character, right? Right. It, fe- it felt yeah. organic, like, and the cadence mm-hmm. was just seamless. I think. So I, I think this a is something. Lot of... I... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. It's something I really wanted. I wish I had more people that hadn't played the games to talk about with, because I think they did do a good job, like making callbacks to, you know, Joel's falling out with Tommy and like things like that. <gasps> yeah, in the Maria's past. conversation be- with Ellie. And- yeah, and because but because like you haven't been playing this game, and you know, I think the show, ha- you know, toned down some of the violence in certain areas just to make it play better as a TV show. You know, in the game, it kind of made you know, more sense with the progression of the game. But, like, it's, like, it's finally revealing Joel to the audience that it isn't going to be familiar with it in a way, which I think is a really cool way of way of framing it. John, you were going to you were gonna weigh in. Yeah, to kind of, like, give, like, a, 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 you know, dad's perspective on this thing. Like, we've all been, you know, like, this, that scene, right? And it's the scene, you know, that you got to talk about because it's the most relevant scene in the entire episode. And it's kind of, like really in a way one of the handful of defining scenes from the game and people have been talking about the morality of that scene since 2013 um i think that's when the game came out um yeah 2013 so people have been talking about this for like a decade now and i'm I'm not gonna i'm not gonna rehash that but i will say that i think people i think people on both sides of the issue here have gotten the the actual nuance of the conversation wrong or the meaning behind that scene. It's that some people say, well, Joel did the right thing. And some people say, you know, some people say Joel did the wrong thing, but that's not the right way to look at it. Like there's nothing, there's nothing heroic about what Joel did. There's also nothing villainous about what Joel did. There's no right and wrong answer here. He simply, he, he reacted. Um, there's no, this is a world with no heroes. Right, that there are very few heroes in this world, as I imagine would be a reflection of what would happen in you know in real life. And you know, Joel, who had come to love Ellie as a parent, was forced to make a choice, and he did. There's no, there's no right or wrong behind it. There's no, um, there's no, you know, morality doesn't really play a role here. He did it for selfless reasons and for selfish reasons. Um. And I, I think that all of the discussion about wh- what he did, whether or not it was right, is kind of missing the mark. Does that make any sense at all? I think well, it, if you're it, talking, or, sorry, go ahead, Britt. No, no, go ahead, Jeff. I've been talking uh, the whole time. Yeah, I was gonna say like if you're talking about like saving Ellie, um, you know, like saving her life versus basically killing her. Um, but I think the the one issue, like the one thing where, and I'm not going to say Joel's a monster because, like, you know, I don't know what I would do in that situation either. Like, I was even talking with Christine after it, again, who hasn't played the game. She's like, "Fuck, I don't know. Like, maybe it wouldn't have even saved humankind. But like, even if it would, like, could you give up that person you loved?" I think to me, the one where I'm like, kind of, you know, the thing that sucks is Joel Ellie did not have the ability to make that call. She says earlier in the episode, which is obviously a, a big line from the game, it can't be for nothing. And if you think about what would Ellie want, knowing Ellie's character and the quality of her person, I think a lot of people would say she probably would say, if I can give my life to save the world, I would do it. And Joel did take that away from her. And I think um, that that's always going to be there. But that's something I think that he lives with and he knows that. So Um, that's actually a change that they did in the show as opposed to the game where in the game, Marlene specifically states that Ellie knows what she's about to do. Ellie made this choice. I don't remember. I don't remember that, though. I don't remember that being the case. I don't either. 
I'm no, she she didn't. I'm pretty sure she does. No, I, no, no, she I don't she was unconscious she the whole time in the game yeah. because she had, she had almost drowned, and they kept they kept her sedated. I swore yeah. that she knew in the game. No, no she was unconscious no. the whole time. Yeah. Well, either like there's been a lot of discussion about how they handled the last episode because there's a lot of people that feel like they tried to make Joel more of a hero. Just um, I don't think they did. Um, like I, I, I don't either. But I can get mm-hmm. where people are coming from. Um, like, for instance, Bill's note in episode three basically is like we're protectors and we're we have to save mm-hmm. the people who can't save themselves and you know that kind of thing. And there's just some people that felt like they painted Joel in more of a hero light that they than they did um you know just kind of leaving it a neutral ground for the viewer to decide um but i think again i think that scene did a good good um it didn't feel like uh like die hard when he's shooting all the bad guys it felt like you know it didn't feel like yeah like he was going in to save someone it's like it feels kind of like he's murdering a bunch of people yeah which i think is the point yeah i agree yeah, but there's there's like yeah, like like I said, there's just people that have like like the whole which was new. Um, correct me if I'm wrong because I was wrong about Ellie, I guess. Um, but his whole suicide thing where he tried to kill himself and then he couldn't do mm-hmm. it that was that's new. new so, I think. Yeah, so that scene that scene was a really good addition. I I was a big fan of yeah, you know that scene and their performances in that scene were outstanding. There's, there's like people I'm see sorry, that as a, no, I was just gonna say people see that as like you know uh something to make you feel for the character you know like mm-hmm. it just gave you something else to like feel for why why joel did what he did and like i guess there's just a lot of purists and a lot of people that want you to like i guess just think about those moments and how they could impact mm-hmm. a viewer um you know it's cool for us as people who have sat back to play the game and like watch that edition and be like oh that's nice um but like again i'd be really curious to see how somebody felt uh who didn't watch the show if mm-hmm. they hadn't have seen that scene you know like it's just it, it's little things that you know just right well i, I think we we well, talked about it in that one other episode um that joel in the show i think overall there's certain moments he definitely feels a little bit more vulnerable and opened up um, than he ever does in the game, which I which I love because it doesn't change the character, but it really does give you a little bit more insight into right or wrong that it, why he's making the decisions he makes. Like there was a good scene with him and Tommy when they reached Jackson, where he really like talks about like what an absolute mess he is and how he's like he's gone soft and all this stuff, and we never really get something like that in the game. And then like you said, the uh, the end here with the suicide, um, you know, and, and he even makes a comment to Ellie. Um, where she says, I guess, time heals all wounds. And he's like, it wasn't time. Like, that yeah. was as close as he's ever gotten to actually saying, like, I love you. Like, Exactly. Um, and I, I agree. I think it's a, a fantastic change. It doesn't, like, make anything he does more right or wrong, but it just, like, shows you why he's he's doing what he's doing. Right. And, that, and that's, know, that's I, what I was getting at. That, that's yeah. what people don't like, is that the, it makes him, I guess, a more vulnerable character, and it makes people feel bad for him and, like, mm-hmm. understand, like... It's it's just been a hot topic I've been seeing around lately, so I just figured well, I'd, I mean, I'd throw it the in. whole thing about this series, and especially like with Joel in particular, is that you're so you're supposed to be ambivalent about him. You're mm-hmm. supposed to have mixed emotions about him. Yeah, like you're supposed to be sympathetic to him, but also like <laughs> not be per- perfectly happy with him. And I think the show did a good job with that, especially because like, um, and like we didn't get the same kind of building of their relationship 
um, as the game just because the nature of it, there's not, you don't get all those optional conversations while exploring. You don't get, you know, them working together in combat scenarios and stuff like you do in the game that you kind of feel them more kind of gradually building their relationship. They needed to put in some more stuff like that um, to really make this episode work. I well, think. Yeah. What's up, John? Yeah. So um, there is one more thing that I wanted to bring up about that scene. It's something that I don't think people talk about enough is that, you know, everybody talks about, you know, the, the, the moral quandary that Joel is faced with, but nobody, well, not nobody, but I don't think enough people talk about the fact that even though the Fireflies are doing this for benevolent, for benevolent reasons, what they're doing is is committing a moral evil. I mean, they're they're killing a young girl without her knowledge mm -hmm. uh, for a cure that may or may not work. And, you know, like, how the hell are they going to spread it globally? Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. And also, the, I think the show has done even a better job of the games is showing that the fireflies are kind of ineffective at actually achieving their goals. Yeah. Like they're, they're not very good they're just at blowing at, shit at, up basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say but, playing like, Oh, go ahead, John. No, oh, it's just, sorry, yeah. It's just, it's just like the only places where we saw Fedra was, you know, overturned wasn't done by the fireflies. Um, and so, like, yeah, the, I think the show does a good job of, like, putting a little bit of the, hey, are the Fireflies capable enough to even pull this off? I'm just glad we got the giraffe scene. It was a good um, We, I, I guess we'll, we'll jump back a little bit, but I think one of the other, uh, I would assume, most interesting additions to this episode is, is the prologue we got um, with, with Ashley Johnson playing Anna. That was cool. I like mother. that. Um, yeah. So I'm just curious everyone's thoughts on that scene. I, it, most people seem to really enjoy it. Uh, obviously, you know, seeing the actors from the game get so much opportunity to be part of this project, I think, has been really nice. Um, but I just thought it was uh, a lot of great character work there as well. Well, we finally got to learn how Ellie was immune to the cordyceps. I'm not really sure I fully understand why that makes her immune. Um, but it, it's it was still a cool scene, right? Like Ashley, John it's always cool to see Ashley Johnson. Uh, like I, whenever she talked, all I could see was Ellie. I'm like, that's just Same. the way it is. When she it's says like, "fuck," I'm like, it's just Ellie. Yeah, <laughs> it's just Ellie. But yeah, yeah. Having said having said that, casting the voice of Ellie as Ellie's mother in the show was a was a really cool move. Mm -hmm. I yeah, I I loved that just because like it made it it made it more meaningful. Um, I think in a certain way, and I th I thought the scene itself was great, although. The like instant clean birth was kind of yeah. I was silly. like, wow, that was it, fast. I did kind of chuckle at that. Um, but I mean, it was probably just because you know it would have made the scene longer. Her her mo her whatever, mom was but... all of a sudden like, "Oops, all babies." I kind of I mean, yeah. <laughs> I I don't know how that would play out in real life. I assumed it was because she was struggling with the infected so much. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, there struggling. are people. Who have I don't know the. Like... Birth, I, I will never give birth, so I don't know what muscles you're using. Like, if, if somehow she was just because of the physical resistance she was going through, that I interpret it as like I guess she just pushed her out. But um, yeah, there's well, people that don't realize that they're pregnant and they have babies in like toilets and stuff because they're yeah. thinking they're going to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. So, like, I thought about that too. I was like, oh wow, just a baby popped out, and I was like, you know what? There's been weirder situations yeah. and circumstances, <laughs> and you know, like you said, Jeff, I was like, she was in a battle for her life. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure that adrenaline is probably what kicked uh, the... I mean, if you can shit yourself during that moment, you could probably pop out a baby, too. Yep. I'm sure you could. 100%. And she probably did both, from what yep. I understand of that process. <laughs> so, uh, um, but no, I I liked the... Uh, again, it just, I think, builds 
a little bit more connection, especially with Marlene. I think it kind of comes full circle back to the ending and makes that a little bit more stronger. Like we knew in the game that Anna knew Marlene, but actually seeing the two of them interact there and seeing Marlene present visually on screen and holding Ellie, um, I think really gives me, again, I'm not saying she did the right thing in the same way I said, I don't think Joel respected Ellie's, you know, independence in, in making her own decision. The Fireflies didn't really either, but I think it just really, um, it, it's, it's a testament to Marlene's character and her determination to do this thing, you know, whereas Joel is kind of, you know, I'm not going to say he's selfish, but he wants to save Ellie because he doesn't want to lose her and Marlene doesn't want to lose her either, but she has decided that this cause she's fighting for, she will give anything to see it achieved, um, even if it's not guaranteed. And I, I think it played well there. Yeah, I like. I agree. I think it's really cool that they um, they had the original uh, actress for Marlene come and reprise her role in this. Uh, Merle Dandridge is, is is she did such a good job. She did. She did an amazing job. And you know, even with Ashley and Troy, right? Like it just like I hope people realize that when these folks are voice acting for video games it's not just their voice like they're they're acting they're putting everything they have into these roles you know um so i just like yeah i hope it gives a better understanding and like just it's not gonna like reduce the stigma of video games but i hope people can like understand like Mm -hmm. from the show alone like why people get in invested in video games and why they love them um is because they're just their stories their movies you know mm-hmm. and like Mer- and like um marlene's actress is like that character is literally a body scan of her too yeah. on top of the fact that she did the mocap and voice acting for it like i'm really glad they went with her because she's like a, a lot of the um like a lot of the actors for Last of Us are either just you know completely modeled by Naughty Dog or they're actual scans of somebody else, and then a different actor does like the mocap yeah. and voice acting. Um, and I, I know that's like like Dina and Abby in two. Um, that's that's how they did that. I, so. I don't know why, but for a second I just imagined Joel's face being scanned in his Sam Lake's face, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Max Payne style. <laughs> uh. Uh, so like, the, the, Jeff, do you mind if I mention something real quick? Is that okay? Yeah, no, go ahead. Because I was gonna, I was gonna skip ahead to to what Britt suggested, like kind of uh, circling back to the series as a whole. But let's, yeah, let's wrap up any loose points we've got for this particular episode. So, so go off. I well, I, and like I, I, I'm gonna bring this up because I think it's relevant to the to what Britt wanted to do about like you know the series as a whole. But mm-hmm. as much as I enjoyed this episode, I felt like the whole thing felt pretty rushed. I felt oh. like the the part that felt rushed to me was just the the hospital scene. I I would have liked to see um, Joel and Ellie interact with Marlene or the Fireflies, even though I know in the game Ellie's unconscious the whole time. I feel like having you know even if she doesn't really find out what they're gonna do to her, like just spending a little bit more time there to like further establish um, some of that kind of relationship and that dilemma. It just felt like a really quick turn. That's. I, I guess I'm just confused why it really felt like they could have put another 20 minutes into this episode, and there doesn't seem to be any time limit that I'm aware of. So uh, I, I'd agree. It, it felt like it really had to hit every single beat. The giraffe, the hospital, you know, the ending. Um, yeah. It's a weird thing for me where, like, I, I, I do agree. And, like, this is something I've said the past several episodes. But, like, this one especially just felt like it's like we have these points that we need to hit yeah. right and then it just 
went through all of them <laughs> in order. Yeah. Um, you know, it didn't it didn't embellish or expand them, and mm-hmm. it did, it did feel kind of short. I don't know if that would be a problem for people that you know were just watching the show, but that is kind of right. what it felt like to me. Especially Brit, being a series you... finale, like that's usually when you right. like. Um, yeah. Not that you're ever going to get closure, because I think it's important to end it on the same way the game does on that final kind of, you know. Yeah. I if they had, if they had made any like changes to the ending, <laughs> I would have been like incandescently angry because I think that's the thing that I think the ending is something that just so sep is the main thing that I think separates Last of Us from a lot of other things in this genre. And I think it totally changes how you look back at so many events that happened previously. And I think it's so important to get it right. Britt, um, you know, Jeff was going to bring it back to like the franchise or not the franchise, but the series as a whole. Do you share my belief that like, cause I think the whole franchise was the, I keep saying franchise. God damn it. The whole series, the, the series, um, I loved it, but I also felt like it could have used two or three more episodes. It's it's hard to say, right? Because, like, I personally enjoyed how compact it was um, because it felt like the path that we were on was trying to keep true to the original story. And my biggest fear was um, that they were going to Game of Thrones it and just, mm-hmm. you know bloat it just to get that runtime you know and just you know add more scenes uh i i do agree that um some people are saying that they wish they saw more infected and i agree with that like i wish we had more clicker scenes uh, mm-hmm. i wish we had more bloater scenes like the whole like what a good um story i think would have added into because i think the hospital was fine um i i don't think we needed more overkill of Joel overkilling the fireflies. But what I would have loved to seen is that last standoff against, um, you know, the infected when you're underground and you fight like right, yep. all those bloaters mm-hmm. and all those clickers and those infected and you're like climbing on buses and shit. Like, I think it just missed um, that whole aspect of the show. Um, the, I The one thing I, that I, I wanted that to see from the I game. Think... I'm sorry, Justin, go ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, just on on the on the note about the infected, like, I I was really excited for the show because I was really hoping they would like lean into like the horror element of it because it's not going to be the same kind of oh I'm just going to use a shiv on this clicker kind of thing. Like you could make something really tense and really really interesting, and I think it would have changed up the pacing of the show. I'll never get over um, a, um, a bit and Joel quietly reloading his gunner on clickers. I was like, yeah. damn, I never and, thought and so, about like, that. <laughs> I was like, so excited seeing that in that second episode, and then they kind of just didn't touch on that ever again. Like, you get a fucking uh, flamethrower at the end of The Last of Us. Like, what I was, what I wanted to see the most was the basement, and I didn't. Get I couldn't it. believe that they cut and that. Since it's I, such too. an iconic sequence. Me too. Oh I, my god, I, I know exactly what you're could, talking about. Yes, I could not believe that. And and fuck that. Scene. I gotta be honest. I, well, I, Britt, the thing is, like, it's like Justin said, it's an iconic scene. It's scary as shit. It's oh, it like, is. Like, that's when the game becomes like survival horror, and that's when they get that- to the first 
hotel um, or, or the, it's, it's a the, hotel basement when they get split up yeah and joel's in the basement and you got to turn you know pump, pump the generator and you know you turn the generator on and you hear the screams of all the infected and i was waiting it's my favorite scene of the game and i was waiting to see it in the show because i was like 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 justin said i'm like i'm like oh there's no way they don't do this and they didn't do it <laughs> and i'm like man what a and that a- actually makes me that actually makes me nervous because there's like a couple parts in part two now that are some of my favorite that deal pretty heavily with the infected and would have much more of a horror vibe. And I hope those don't get cut. They See, didn't do the I, sniper um, either. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Oh, they, oh, they did. That's right. They did. Sorry. I, think, I, I was going to say that's the most action we got. And then it just yeah. kind of like trickled off from there uh, after I that episode. The, I mean, the, the thing with like the infected and the action scenes is they're not, it's not even just about like including favorite moments from the game or having something like for the fans of horror and action. I think those moments have always been integral to the overall story. While while not the core of it, right? The core of it is the relationship between Joel and Ellie and, and you know, the the question of like what does it mean to live in this world after right, all and these things happen, but right? Like, yeah, I but, think but, I think the the combat and the go ahead. I know I was going to say like I think that those encounters is a big part of that because showing that fight they have and that struggle both against mm-hmm. other people but against the infected their determination to make it to the fireflies to see this mission this big quest that they're on through um you know other than the human element that infected element is still a big part of that as well and just showing you the limits that they're going to 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 kind of get that and and see see it to the end i guess um so i think there is it's not just like a, a fan service issue it's it is a big part of the story and it's it's a bit of a bummer that i think really we just needed one more big piece i think Um, so too and I, I probably would have been happy with that. Yeah. I, see, when you guys were talking, I thought you were talking about the scene where um, Joel's in the the college and he gets stuck in the basement I mean, with the first bloater that you ever see. And it fucking slams on the door. It chases you and shit. Like, that would have been, yeah. been cool to see. But Yeah, I, I, I had kind of expected a lot of the stuff, like, at the college to be cut out. Yeah. Um, like, as much as I really like those scenes, like, also a lot of those are also built around you know, the spores and him having the gas mask yeah. and stuff. Well, um, um, which again, it kind of bums me out. Cause like going forward, I, there's a couple key moments in part two and everything that rely on there being spores and gas yeah. masks for like major story moments. Too. And I'm yeah. it's kind it's kind of weird now that they just got rid of it, especially yeah. since they I just did that scene. Into... So I understood that reference. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, they didn't lean into some of the, st- like, I was kind of, you know, if they were going to do the infected a little bit differently, I thought they would lean into it a bit more, yeah. especially with how heavily they were in the first few episodes. And then they were just kind of gone for a lot of the second half. Yeah. Um, I'll just go ahead and say what my favorite episode was and how I feel as um, how it impacted the video game to screen. Um industry i guess uh my favorite episode easily was episode three hands down like um same it is just one of the most powerful pieces like normally i'm the type of person that it's like when you have that kind of side character stuff i'm like you know it's just like all right well this isn't gonna be good or hold my interest and like genuinely i would watch a show of them i would watch an entire fucking series just based around bill and frank like fucking loved it 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 was just one of the most powerful pieces that i've seen you know and you can't really like 
give credit to The Last of Us because that is not how that scene played out in the game. Um, so no, it's entirely it was no. a yeah. It, yeah, it was just a quality of life upgrade for the series to the characters, um, and it, I think it does a good. It does a really good job, I think, of showing that love can still exist, and I think that's a that's a point that um, you know we as an audience or people who haven't played the game need to realize with Joel and Ellie is like Joel just completely swore off the world, didn't want to love again. You know, you had the last episode with Tess, and you know he couldn't even tell her that he loved her or anything like that, and then you know. You go from that to fucking Joel just mowing down an entire fucking building to save one person. Um, hey, sometimes love hurts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um, it's I I think that episode was just crucial at like kind of setting the tone for the relationship of Joel Joel and Ellie and um, showing that love can still exist even in a shitty society in a shitty world. Um, and you don't have to give up just because you lose somebody. And um, I just, I don't know. I thought that was a really cool and important episode. Um, and I think as a whole, I think this series is probably the best. And I, I feel confident saying this. I think it's probably the best video game adaptation that I've ever seen um, come to the screen. I think it is true. It's genuine. You know, it helps that the... Um, producers and neil Druckmann are so involved in the process um you know because it's video games don't get the kind of respect they deserve right like you you have henry cavill leaving the witcher because he didn't feel like they're being true to the the source material and then here you are hbo making the show and they're inviting the people who made the game to help direct and um and casting, yeah, casting, casting key members of the cast, yeah, as in, characters, yeah. and it's just like, I hope moving forward that if anybody else wants to make video, and and they are, just look at The Last of Us. Like it's just been such a great experience, not just experiencing the story again, but just seeing something that we've constantly just been disappointed with you know as far as adaptations go and finally seeing something just kind of embrace the whole game and it's it's crew it's cast and just move forward with it it was just it was just cool you know it was like as a gamer this whole process and you know watching this series uh has just been nice because you know not just because it was a faithful adaption but just because it was nice seeing something that i enjoy finally being presented in a correct and what i felt was true way on screen which like i said we don't get a lot of that so i'm gonna Brit, clip the part many... where where brit said oh, sorry, i'm a gamer Joe. i'm definitely gonna grab that sound bite <laughs> yeah. uh, or as a gamer yeah. um, scrub it uh, my my favorite part of the entire series i didn't say franchise this time you didn't my favorite part of the entire series was when uh at the very was at the very end when they were overlooking jackson and um joel turned ellie and said you know ellie we really are the last of us and then the show ended like i thought that was a really beautiful Powerful. way to end it it, was, um, it really spoke to me. That should be taught in every film class. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess uh, I'll go next if that's okay. Um, I'm a bit of a grump when it comes to video game adaptations. I'm just—I think I'm a bit of—I think I'm becoming a bit grumpy in general. But 
Uh, I know there's been some stuff. A grumpy Canadian doesn't exist, Jeff. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I'm going to make some enemies. I know some people really like the Silent Hill movie. I don't think it's good. I don't think it's good as a movie. I don't think it's a good adaptation. I did not enjoy Detective Pikachu. Like there was elements of that movie that were good. But as a whole, I didn't think it was very strong. I will say the the first video game adaptations, I genuinely, I wouldn't say they were even that good, but that I actually watched through and was like, you know what? That was decent was the Sonic movies. And I've never even played the games. And those are, let's be real. Those are basically Saturday morning cartoons. So I'm not going to like go in and be critical of them because they're made for kids and that's fine. The, the, the Sonic movies are like solid kids. They're just movies. solid, solid kids movies. But that's still like overall the baseline. Yeah, that's still, that's still a, the baseline a kind of quality ball. for these adaptations has, I think, steadily been going up. And I think that those movies were the first time where it's like, okay, like we're finally not everything is a train wreck. We're finally getting just something that's competently, reasonably made um, that you can go and watch and not regret wasting two hours. But I think uh, Brit nailed a lot of it. This series is a landmark in so many ways from the way it was a collaborative effort. And I think that could easily backfire because I do think there's sometimes it depends on the approach. This is, you know, a very direct adaptation. I think it makes sense to have that strong um, cross work with, with Neil and Craig from both sides, making sure that they get it right. Sometimes I think like having the original creator too involved, if you're trying to do a different take on it can sometimes backfire, but bringing all the representation that we've, we've talked about, like video game actors are so often overlooked and underappreciated. Mm-hmm. Uh, just finding ways for so many of them to be involved with this in some capacity. I generally sounds like they were all very appreciative. Um, but then again, just like, you know, the the show isn't perfect. We've, we've discussed at length some of the issues with it, but as a whole, it's true to the game yet. It expands on certain things in new and interesting ways. It has a lot of fresh original stuff. That's really good. Uh, I don't think there's a weak performance. I don't think there's a weak casting choice. I, uh, maybe one or two, but like you know, none that really, really matter. Um, it's it's really hard to imagine this have been being pulled off much better than it was. Um, so I mean that that's really all I have to say is easily this is the best adaptation. And I'm uh, the only other thing is, and, and I'm kind of proven wrong because I've always been beating the drum. I don't think narrative or like cutscene heavy games are good for adaptations because i've always come at it from the point like why do i need to see every cutscene i already watched just recreated in live action it's kind of like the disney animated versus live action stuff but that's a bit selfish and i think hearing some of the perspectives on this which i discussed earlier is like it doesn't have to all be about me this is about bringing this to a new audience right and looking at it from there but i still think that what i would like to see from future adaptations um, is actually games that don't have a big focus on traditional narrative. I think it's cool to expand those worlds uh, in different ways. Um, you know, something like Metroid, where there is a story, but largely it's about like atmosphere and vibes. But I think like it gives a lot of flexibility in terms of you're not be- Castle- you're not beholden to an existing narrative or story. Yeah. You've got kind of a sandbox and playground and some basic rules like here's how the world operates. But there's a lot of um, I guess a lot more creativity within there, like in terms of building the narrative. So, I I think Castlevania and Arcane have done that really well. That's a good point. Um, That's a good point. Um, I, I I think animated adaptations are also probably a better fit for a lot of games, mm-hmm. which both of those are. Um, yeah, I think. Sorry, I think... sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. I kind of cut you off. I apologize. No, I'm I'm good. I, I I said my piece. So like, yeah, like I think you know, as a direct adaptation goes, this is the way to do it. But I'd still. I'd still love to see some stuff where it's like, um, you know, 
I don't know, even like, I want to say like a Dark Souls show, but, you know, like, or I guess we're getting the Mario movie, which doesn't have a, a traditional narrative. So I'm excited to find out uh, how Chris Pratt became a plumber. But um, yeah, that I mean, that's that's really all I have to say is they just they yeah. nailed it. Well, I, just to kind of piggyback off that and then I'll pass it off is they did a good job. And I really I really want to present it this way is they did a really good job at appeasing both the audiences, the the people who mm-hmm. knew the story, who knew the game, that played the game, that loved the game, and also just people who've never didn't even know it was a video game tuned into the show because it was just a a really good story, you know, like say what you want about The Last of Us, you know, it it takes story beats from other things, like it's not original, no, but it does do good storytelling and um you know, the fact that they were able to bring that storytelling from that game um, and appease both different, very different audiences and get the same reaction. I think it's just, I think it's incredible. Well said. Uh, I got nothing else. John or Justin, you guys got anything you want to add before we call it? Uh, No, I mean, uh, both you and you and um, you, you and Britt said a lot of, what I was thinking. Although I will say kind of one surprise for me um, watching the show is I almost kind of enjoyed it when it deviated from the script a bit more. I agree. Than, yeah, same. than some of the episodes that were just like really straight adaptations, like as strong as those were, um, you know, as somebody so familiar with, with the game, like I, aside from Tess's death, which I, which I was very, we're all on the same page in the show um most of the changes i thought you know were either were were not so much like better or worse they were just different and it made it kind of it made it actually really interesting to watch those episodes and see just kind of a different focus on portraying some of the same events or to get to and around the same beats and i thought that was actually really cool um and that was really fun Mm -hmm. and that's kind of where you can go the most wrong when doing an adaptation and i thought uh, you know, the main, the one thing I had mentioned aside, um, you know, they, they, they did a really good job with that. So I, I really, I really did just enjoy watching it. And I also wasn't sure in general how much I would enjoy watching this as a show. Um, you know, I've played the game 10 times. I played it re- as recently as just, you know, in the fall with the re-release of part one. Um, and so I was just like, is, is it really going to be worthwhile for me to watch this and i but i was i was really really impressed with the casting and the performances um and there was just a clear reverence for the the source material um while also not being like completely beholden um to it which i think is just a really great balance for getting a good adaptation well and and you mentioned the changes again but i think you know the changes are interesting because for me they changed the whole dynamic of the show where the fact that they establish early on that they're willing to do things in some cases quite differently um, from the game and have things play out in a different fashion, even for the stuff that didn't get changed, I was basically never quite sure how things would actually go. So, you know, for example, with Sam and Henry, that entire encounter kind of, you know, every the lead up to it and the way it goes down is very different. I was like, maybe they won't both actually die. Like maybe one will live in the end. It, it did end up the same, but um, again, because they showed that willingness to be a little bit flexible and 
do things, shake things up a little bit. Um, it made that more, you know, whereas before, if they played it straight the whole way through, I'd be like, mm, okay, yep, now they're going to go up here. Now, you know, they're going to, he's going to shoot him and he's going to shoot himself. Um, but that whole scene was actually very tense because, like, I don't really know what's going to happen, even though I think I do. Well, um, what I think is really interesting was watching those little, like, I don't know if you guys watched it, but, like, the after the episode, like, where they talk about the episode and stuff. But, like, it was really interesting to just listen to them talk, like, yeah, you know, we did this in the game, but we decided that was silly, so we went with this. Or, <laughs> you know, somebody talked to us and they said that didn't really make sense, so we went ahead and mm-hmm. changed it, you know? It's like... I think it's cool for them to be able to like go back and kind of fine tune and tweak something that's our, that they've already created. Um, and so I'm sure to have that opportunity is just, it's probably mm-hmm. fun. It's also, it's also interesting because like they did remake this game and they didn't make those changes. Like the, yeah. the remake yeah. of part one is a visual and like some mechanics and like AI makeover, but beat for beat, it's all the same design-wise it's almost identical um they didn't make those changes in the game which is where you would think you know oh we're doing a remake of the game that's where they would make those changes kind of it's kind of neat that that stuff was in the show where they kind of have more freedom Mm -hmm. to make changes john any final thoughts from you bud no i think you guys i think you guys covered it um I, i i really enjoyed it and uh i am encouraged by the fact that apparently uh the last of us 2 will cover two seasons so i think that's cool Mm -hmm. but no that's it that's all i got well uh thank you again everyone and of course thanks to everyone else who joined us for the season uh derek was on an episode and dio and sam are good friends of the show uh we appreciate all your contributions as well um i would say we're probably going to do this again in a couple years for season two but until next time you can Always catch our our live games podcast every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Twitch. Uh, This has been Jeff, John, Britt, and Justin uh, for your SDGC After Hours. HBO's The Last of Us. Until next time, kindness costs nothing. Jeff, wait, wait, wait. Oh, fuck. What's happening? You have to say the thing. This is the end of our season one Last of Us review. You have to say the thing. You have to say the line, Jeff. You know, John, we really are the last of us.